Well, folks, I talk to a lot of people every day, and they're in the retirement ages or not in retirement. Maybe they're just out of college, but a lot of folks are interested in rental property and not just renting, but renting it to people. So I talk to a lot of people who are renting houses or condos or apartments or even office space, but I also talk to people who are the ones that are renting it to you. And we're going to go to Walnut Creek, California, and we're going to join Kathy Fedke, who is CEO and founder of the Real Wealth Network, and we're going to talk about rental property. Kathy, welcome in. Thank you. Great yeah. to be here. Yeah, now let's talk about this. Rental property, you know, we've heard about that for a long time. I had a buddy in college who bought a couple duplexes, lived in one side of one of the duplexes, and rented out the other three, and basically paid his tuition through college that way. That's a great way to do it. I have a close friend who did that, too, and had her property paid off by the time she was 30. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, there's lots of creative ways to build wealth in real estate. You just got to know how to do it. And a lot of these shows where they show you how you can buy a house and fix it up and then flip it for sale to somebody else, they always look so easy on TV, but there are some pitfalls if people don't do things right, especially when we're talking about rental property. Oh, there's a lot of pitfalls, and please be careful. That's kind of like day trading. Sure, yep. some people make a lot of money at it, but some people don't. So, you know, it's like it's like anything you could be a great engineer, but you have to be educated. And if you're going to flip houses, man, you better know what you're doing. You better know market timing, better know construction, sales. There's a lot to it. And so this is, it's a hot rental market these days, isn't it? Yeah. Now, if you, if you go into real estate investing in the rental market, there's still a lot to learn, but it's more like long-term investing where over time we know that real estate does well and it increases in value. And that's good. But in addition to that, wouldn't it be nice to be able to invest in a stock and every month you get money from it while you're also building equity? That's what you get from rental property. You get cash flow every month, even while that property is gaining value. And in addition to all that, you get a tremendous amount of tax benefits. A lot of people are unaware of that, which increases the cash flow further. And then you get asset protection as well. So lots of benefits. People just have to be careful and they have to pick the right places and they don't need to get in a bidding war with people when they're trying to buy a property to rent, do they? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, bidding war or not, as long as the numbers work, that's what makes me happy. Yep. Uh, so what we look for, we look for areas in the country where there is, where people don't know about it yet. So we like to get there before the bidding war happens. And the way that we do that is we look for where the jobs are going. We see a lot of jobs going into a certain area and jobs that are there to stay not like the blockbusters and the, the borders and so forth, these places that go out of business quickly. Um, we, we look for places where there's, you know, manufacturing going in or, or like Virginia, where we know that the expansion of the Panama Canal is going to bring a lot of business to the port of Virginia. We look for big things like that, and we get there and buy real estate before the rest of the world knows that where there's going to be a huge demand for housing and we're going to see rents and home prices go up. So you said when the numbers work, and that's uh, I guess that has to do with like the jobs coming in and all that, but what, what kind of numbers should somebody look at, the potential rent for the property versus what they're going to pay and then the holding costs of that property? Yeah, absolutely. So positive cash flow is the name of the game. Um, having been born and raised in California, we, I didn't even know that was a word. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> bought property and it goes up in value and, and you know, and it goes down in value and you got to time it right or you're going to lose everything or you could gain everything. Uh, and lose again, you know, so it's up and down, up and down. But there are, there's a different way to invest in, in real estate, and that is really looking at the, the cash flow that you get on an ongoing basis. For example, what we look for and what we teach people at Real Wealth Network is uh, if you buy a $100,000 property and you can get a good, fully renovated or even new property for that 
amount in certain parts of the country, 100 to 150,000 is you should be getting rent at 1% of that. So $100,000 property should bring in $1,000 rent. Then when you subtract all the expenses of taxes, insurance, maintenance fees, repairs, all that stuff, you should be still getting about three to $500 a month in cash flow after financing that property. You know, that means with just 20, 25% down, you're still able to cash flow. Plus you're building equity. And build equity, absolutely. Yeah. If you're in areas like I said, where there's job growth, jobs bring people, and usually the builders can't keep up with all that. You end up with a supply-demand issue where there's more demand for housing than there is supply. That drives rents up. That drives home prices up. So while you're collecting this monthly cash flow, you're also getting the equity gain. And then what we teach is, hey, take all that cash flow. If you don't need it right now, you know, get a job and work and get your cash flow that way, but get use this passive income to pay off the debt so you... You buy the $100,000 home, you put $20,000 into it, now you got an $80,000 mortgage. If you take all that cash flow and pay it down, you could have that property paid off in 15 years or less. If you buy multiple properties, and this is, again, what I teach people, if you can get up to 10 properties, and Fannie and Freddie will finance people up to 10 properties, and you take all that cash flow, now you've got 30, about $36,000 a year cash flow from all those rentals. If you take all that money you could pay off one house in just two years and have the entire 10 homes paid off in less than 12. Then you've got a million dollar portfolio bringing in about $10,000 a month cash flow for the rest of your life. That's pretty neat. Now let's talk about some of the downsides. I mean, it it sounds good on paper, right? But you know, there's always going to be someone (laughs) you rent to who destroys a property or maybe you'd rent it to the wrong person or whatever. What, What are some of the downsides of doing this? You know, that's why you get a security deposit when you rent. You yep. know, certainly people aren't always going to treat your property like it's theirs. So, you know, get a nice security deposit. You know, still you, you need an excellent insurance policy in place in case the, the house burns down or something happens that you can just get that insurance money. Big ones there. We recommend people put the property in an LLC. It's a limited liability company so that if something happens, slip and fall on your property, they can only go after the property and not you personally. And then if you've got the property leveraged and all they're doing is going after the property where there's really not much equity in it anyway because you've got a loan on it. Right. So, again, there's so many ways to protect yourself. You have to know how to do it. But if you do, you know, you can really, really mitigate those risks. So would it be advantageous to put each property in its own LLC? If you you know, attorneys, that would be the safest but also the most expensive way. Right. So um, especially if you live in California, you have to pay $800 on each of those LLCs every year. So that cuts into the cash flow. It's really up to your risk tolerance. I put several into one LLC. We also use, you know, land trust and and different kinds of ways to keep yourself anonymous. There's tricks to the trade. (laughs) Yeah. Now, security deposit of one month's rent, is that a a good security deposit or do you recommend more than that? That's usually what people do. And um, then we go in and inspect the property every six months by simply telling the tenants that we're checking the um, the alarm systems. And then you can go in and just see that everything's being taken care of. If the tenant has a dog, you can charge a pet deposit in addition to that. It's very rare that tenants are going to really trash your property. But if there's some reason it was vandalized severely, you, you can have insurance for that, too, uh, that would cover vandalism. Now, nationally, do you see a lot more people renting than buying? We've been seeing you know, a reverse ever since 2009 where an increase in renters and decrease in home ownership is still over 60%. So depending on which part of the country you live in, you know, you look at a place like Chicago, there's to be more renters inside the city, whereas outside in the suburbs, there'll be more owners. So it just depends on, on the area. 
you know, we like to help our investors get into areas where there's at least a million people in population. And we know that that's probably then about 400,000 people who are in need of rent and, um, and increasing. We have a population in this country growing at 4.5 million every year. And we only have new homes at about a million per year. It's supposed to be, you know, 1.5 million to keep up with demand, but I, I say more. So we're going to have a demand for housing for years to come because builders just can't keep up with all this demand. And they really can't really make the numbers work because prices are still really favorable to the buyer. So, you know, we're going to see prices go up for a while. And, and if people are looking to invest in real estate or buy a primary residence, they, they better get on it quick. <laughs> If you had your preference between uh, building a portfolio of rental houses versus uh, rental condos or townhouses, which ones would you pick? Well, you know, certainly uh, single-family homes have been known to appreciate at a higher rate, depending on where they are. Um, but, you know, if a condo's in a well-located area, it could do well, too. The, the important thing to realize is what is appropriate for that neighborhood. If you're in Texas, I can tell you right now, people like their space and they are going to prefer single-family homes. If you're in a downtown area, say San Francisco, there just aren't any single-family homes. You're going to be in a condo. <laughs> right. So it, it just depends where you are. Okay. Well, hey, been a good interview. There's a lot of things to think about there for folks out there. And if everyone's joined us late, you can go to financialsafari.com and click on the As Heard on the Show icon. You can hear this interview in its entirety. Kathy, I really appreciate your time today. Hey, thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you. And, folks, we'll be right back after this. 